0: Engine sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one,
1: zero. All engines running, commit lift off.
2: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes and Doug McCary coming to you live from the Salem Center in Jacksonville, Florida. We are glad you have tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon, as always, we are a live broadcast. We love to engage you on whatever it is we're talking about. Uh, the number eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. 777 7928 And if you have a question or a comment, you can also email us at askitswatradio.com. If you're new to SWAT, maybe you just stumbled across us on the airwaves. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Doug and I typically will jump into the, uh, you know, the events of our day today uh, for the first segment, and then usually the second, third, and fourth segment we will spend time expositing the Word of God, discussing it, talking about the just the practical application of it. And uh, you know, Doug, I have, as always, I shouldn't say no different this week than it was last week or the week before, but. This this passage that we're looking at this week, which is a lo- it's a lot. It's uh, Acts twenty three verses twelve through thirty five, but we've been looking at this idea of a God who cares, and just the 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 providence of God. We we've been really drilling into that for the last two days, specifically specifically yesterday, uh, looking at the story of Esther. Yeah. But you look at the, and I said this on Monday when you look back over your life the circumstances that god allows to come into your life some are good some are not so good mm-hmm. but god's fingerprint is on all of it he is in fact he says in matthew 28 18 all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me you know it's a good reminder that god's on the throne I a good friend of mine i we just found out yesterday just discovered a mass and his colon and uh love this brother uh, we don't know the diagnosis yet but it doesn't look positive positive. Hmm. and uh, i sent him a text this morning and i said just you remember god is on the throne it, whatever the circumstances of life are we need that reminder yeah we do that god hadn't forgotten us oh yeah you know
3: especially in light of like the things going on like what when those people in mississippi or what's going on in um up in um up in nashville with those people or even you know um i was talking to uh, uh, a friend about that guy who got shot here in jacksonville the jso officer heard he's doing better good, now good <clears throat> uh, and uh, so just continue to remember him in your prayers and uh, you know um you know i am sorry my son just called me it's so funny. I, you know, my kids know I'm on the radio. I've only been doing this for six years. I I, and, hey, don't, and, I get and, it all the time. <laughs> and uh, my son calls me like right at 304. Like, and I, every time after the program, I'll call him, Ryan, I'm on the radio from three oh Oh, yeah, Dad. I'm sorry. I forgot. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry. Didn't mean to digress there. We were talking about such a, a good thing, which is, Uh, knowing that God cares even when we go through difficult times. And there's the um, false teaching that's out there that if you follow Christ, then everything's going to be great in your life. You're going to have better health. You're going to have better wealth. You're going to have your bills paid. And and there's a lot of – how's that worked out for you. (laughs) Yeah. The prosperity gospel is a false gospel. Jesus never came – with the primary purpose to make our lives better here on earth. Now, will they be better? Will we be more at peace knowing we are at peace with the father in heaven? Absolutely. But his primary purpose in coming was to free us from our sin, the penalty of our sin and the power of our sin. And that was the problem with the Jewish leaders, Brad, they wanted God to come back and make their life better on earth. They wanted Rome out of Israel. And so... Um, they wanted an earthly king. And it, it just, that is not why he came. He came, he told uh, Pilate, hey, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my service would be rising up right now. You know, I told the disciples, I could have 10,000 angels here. So, um, anyway, if you're just tuning into SWAT, we... You know, we take the first segment. We usually uh, talk about things going on in our world. They'll obviously, still continue to pray for Pastor Scruggs and the uh, brothers and sisters up at uh, Covenant Church up in uh, Covenant Presbyterian in Nashville. Uh, those people up there that are involved. Brad, I have to, I have to tell you, I, I, uh, I yesterday, I just do scans of news articles uh, about this stuff. And what's going on? And when I see something, I, I like, I'll snap a shot of it. Uh, these are some of the tweets that are put out by people that are supposedly uh, liberal people who stand for, you know, they that at least the people. It's was just insane. Listen to this: dead maimed children equals thoughts and prayers. Drag queen story hour impassioned condemnation and priority legislation uh the thing is this is what a guy said he's putting this out on social media if we gave an assault rifle to every drag queen the gop would make story hour a national holiday like they put that out on the heels of of as a threat that. yeah yeah well well basically the the people people are saying well uh, prayer doesn't work if it did they wouldn't have had this happen in the church and see People are mocking God. People are mocking people of faith and people who are looking toward God because these people are absolutely miserable inside. Hmm. The people who do not know God are miserable. They have no peace. They have no happiness. And our peace and and our circumstances are not based on what we feel experience necessarily it shouldn't be now does that mean that you and i handle every situation with that kind of perspective when we go into something bad when something bad no we're human Hmm. and and uh our our initial responses a lot of times can be in the flesh where we just respond oh my gosh what am i going to do oh this is terrible and and we get overwhelmed with it until when until we get into the Word again, and we go back to God's reminder to us, hmm. why do we have the Word of God? Yeah. it's to point us to Jesus and the hope that only Jesus can bring.
2: Well, and it's it, you're you're absolutely right, Doug. And I'm reminded I, I just even last night. I won't give the details, but a situation happened, and my immediate response was in the flesh, and I, you know I'm reminded in those. Instances that I am wrapped in the flesh, that uh, that it, it, the the struggle that I have is: Am I going to let the world dictate my joy? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a I have a daily kind of affirmation that I do. It sounds a little weird, but one of the things I say is: I am committed to being a man of joy today, not as a result of my circumstances but because I'm daily reminded that I am a child of God and a co-heir with Christ. Mm -hmm. And yet when the circumstances hit me from out of the blue, what is my immediate response? And so oftentimes it's a fleshly response. Mm -hmm. And it's not a a response that is renewed and reminded of the goodness of God. And part of the goodness of God is that he is on the throne. He is ruling. He is sovereign. He he is going to have his way mm. and either i'm going to rebel against it or i'm going to embrace it because god is causing all things to work together for good to those who are called
3: yeah I, 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 if if we keep our eyes fixed on him. right do not be conformed to this world but be transformed. It, it doesn't say he's gonna make all things work together for good yeah um it says for those who love him and are called according to his purpose um my son just texted me sorry dad <laughs> I, I know you're on the radio now well that's good hey uh anyway um i don't know if you saw this brad but um um are you do you go to um uh oh shoot what's the name of the store i forget. paneras do you ever go to Panera's? yes i do. all right they are putting out Uh, device that will read your palm this is true true story and uh if you have a my panera membership and you link it to your amazon one account okay this is getting scary Mm -hmm. i mean it's not scary actually for us as believers it's good it's it's progressing toward the end times all this stuff but you can just go up and put your palm on this and it will scan your palm for payment no chip in your palm (laughs) just your palm oh what do you think about that jeremy a palm (laughs) scanner yeah jeremy's
2: a tech guy over there you know okay so well i wish jeremy was in the studio you know so are you, you familiar with chat gpt
3: Yes, the yeah. AI. Well, hey, did I, you I've
2: used it. It's phenomenal.
3: Yeah, but, but did did you watch have you did you watch uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator? Have you, did you see all the terminators, you know no, the whole Skynet Mm-mm. thing? This is Skynet. I mean, it really is. When you listen, right now, even as we're sitting here, uh, Russia and China use digital technology right now and facial recognition um to monitor its citizens, it, it assigns them credit scores and in, a, in alignment, Brad, not to their banking habits, but to their alignment with the Communist Party. So they get a score, and if uh, they don't like you, you get a, get a low score. Right now, more than two and a half million people who have been barred from traveling because of poor scores. So they control where you can go based upon your alignment with the government over there. Now here's what's so crazy and getting back, and we'll get back to chat GPT in a minute. Cause you can tell everybody what it is. <laughs> uh, Cause I know what it is, but I you can tell them that right now the largest companies in America, uh, the largest companies in America gather our data and uh, our data data tomato tomato whatever uh and they generate 2.5 quintillion bytes do you know what that's 2.5 in 18 zeros of data every day that feeds algorithms to sell us stuff mm-hmm. right now every yep. day that's yep. the amount of data that mm-hmm. you're bringing in and the american uh the average american is caught on camera 238 times a day the average Amer—I'm sorry—not a day a week. The average American is caught on some surveillance camera, two hundred thirty-eight times a week. The average American is right now, and law enforcement's already using that to catch criminals and stuff. And uh, right now, it, you think about it—it's the the—I think the greatest threat, like from a human perspective, is that all this data in the future can be used by people mm-hmm. to 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 really manipulate to restrict and we are already seeing it i yeah. mean right now you you get a low credit score because you miss one payment or you miss or you go over 30 days you go try to get a loan your interest rates are much higher i mean can they price you oh, out sure so yeah. so yeah. when we come back before we get into the text today, I do want you to tell people what ChatGPT is.
2: Well, I, I probably wouldn't be the best. Maybe I need to have uh, Jeremy come in here and tell us. But anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll jump into that. But uh, hey, if you're new to SWAT, again, go to SWATradio.com. You can check out kind of what, what this is about. And uh, you know, we'd love to have you in person at one of the local Bible studies. Uh, we know we have listeners kind of all over the country. But uh, you can also chat, uh, come on a Zoom call with Doug as we uh, study the word together. Glad you're with us. We'll take a quick break and be right back.
1: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Once there was a general who was shut up in an enemy prison cell for months. In the door of his cell, there was a small hole, and at that hole, a soldier was placed day and night to watch him. All he could see was the soldier's eye, but the eye was there all the time. Every time he looked, that horrible eye was looking at him. So many Christians think God's eye is like that, always watching, checking, judging, That's not true. Anybody tell you that, they're lying to you. God watches, but it's the loving eye of a father who's looking out for his children. Try to remember that. I'm Steve Brown. You think about that. Share what you just heard with a friend. Go to youthinkaboutthat.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Fernandina Beach at 91.3. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. I push, I
1: pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war, I can never be, never be free.
2: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. By the way, Doug, I'm sorry I missed Bible study today at lunch. Mm. As you know, I was uh, over this afternoon with our friend Tom McLeod and Bishop Vaughn McLaughlin, a few other guys you you know well, and uh, just mm. had a great time. But how, how was how was Bible study today?
3: It was good. It, we, we covered 24. Uh, acts 24 the whole, the whole chapter. chapter yes sir man and uh it it went really good send uh, me your notes miss or I jeremy think you may have in there today i was kind of chris was in there and i was kind of he looked lonely because jeremy wasn't sitting with him but anyway yeah <laughs> it, was chris there uh yeah he oh was good there. good so anyway no i'm just kidding jeremy uh, it was good we had a good group there and um uh, just uh Going again through this whole idea of a God who cares, and uh, in fact, you know, really 22, 23, and 24 all have that central theme of a God who cares as he cares for Paul. As Paul is in Jerusalem surrounded by people that want to kill him, uh, and God uses the most unlikely providence to take care of him and get him to Caesarea, where he's ultimately going to get him to Rome so um anyway uh hey I wanted to
2: oh sorry I right. <laughs> lost my notes here um hey real quick I want to uh, somebody sent me a text about hey I want to hear about chat GPT <laughs> I don't to be honest I don't want to spend a lot of time on this but uh my son in New York City uh Jacob uh, in, introduced me to this thing back I want to say it was actually around maybe in Christmas time and uh, he's starting to tell me all about this. He's got his computer. He breaks it out, and he shows this thing to me. And and essentially, it is, um, it's uh, ChatGPT. Uh, I'm not sure what that technically stands for. It's new artificial intelligence chat bot. So it, it's it, as the article says, has taken the world by storm in recent months, grabbing headlines. The the technology has an uncanny ability to use text. It can compose poems, song lyrics, and pen assignments. In fact, I was, I was uh, just curious. I think at Christmas time, I I asked Jake seriously. I mean, as he's explaining this to me, Doug, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He goes, Dad, seriously, uh, give me a topic, mm-hmm. and I think I said something like. Okay, uh, give me a give me a overview of Philippians four. Mm. Now, so he types in Philippians four into mm-hmm. the Chat GPT, yeah. Doug, and within ten seconds, and I'm telling you, ten seconds was pushing it. it yeah, it completed a complete outline overview of you, Philippians four. You are kidding me! I am not kidding you. Well, uh, it, in fact, he could even he could even say, give me an overview using the stand, you know, English standard version. <laughs> wow. No kidding. It's, well, it's incredible. I,
3: I did read that it even and I don't know if this is the chat GPT or some upgraded mode, but it said it passed the U.S. like or or some bar for the, the Washington bar. Yeah. The yep. D.C. bar. Yep. yep. Well, this is
2: Elon Musk uh, just in the last few days has come out. He said a, a new, more powerful version of Chat GPT has been developed that can ace exams. And the mm. world's richest man, Elon Musk, is concerned. That's mm. basically the headlines of this article. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think what they're – Sam Altman is the kind of the founder of it. I think maybe Elon had some investment in it. It's been a nonprofit, believe it or not, mm. up until recently. But uh, they're, I mean, here the founder and and one of the probably principal investors in it are basically saying, hey, we need to stop this. We've got to put this on the back burner for a while because, uh, you know, they're concerned for safety. You know, I mean, as a nation, uh, I mean, you were just talking about how many times the average person in America is caught on camera.
3: Mm Mm-hmm that's kind of scary when you start thinking about. well and that's why really if you think about it if you are a criminal you're dead to rights now there's because because you first of all everybody uses their phones everybody uses computers to do stuff you leave a footprint everywhere you go there is no perfect crime what like they they arrested a guy who poisoned his wife and he's doing searches on how much arsenic can you put in without it being detectable. Is it detectable in a like an autopsy? Mm-hmm. So all that's on his history. I mean, and you think by clearing your history you get rid of that right, stuff. Right. But you know, it's all all that stuff is there. So anyway, all that to say, yeah, it's kind of a scary place to be. Um but there are some good benefits like, hey, I'm throwing a dinner party for people who don't eat nuts uh they're allergic to peanuts uh or they're allergic to seafood or they're allergic can you suggest a good three-course meal <laughs> and, and then you got uh, sure why don't you start with some soup then do some chicken and then uh, an apple crisp with some vanilla ice cream there you go i like that works for man. me yeah, i like that that's a good three-course meal isn't it and i like that so anyway doesn't have anything to do with paul but uh it's just ai is being there. But going back to one of the things you said, you know, I've used logos for twenty five right. years. Right. Now uh, I think about twenty-five, maybe twenty-three, but um I think I got it ninety-nine. So twenty-four years. It has been a great search and help for preparing for sermons because mm-hmm. it can scan through all of my books, ten thousand books in my library yeah. Yeah. and pull up every Reference to say Lydia, or every right. reference to say a Job. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. old. I mean, Old Testament, New Testament, wherever. And so, it the computers are not evil yet, <laughs> right? <laughs> but they can be. Skynet's not invented yet, um, yeah. but but it's coming, right? Well, and
2: you know, I I still uh, you probably have it too. You still have your old thesaurus uh your bible concordance yes Uh, i remember when i came to christ not you know i told people have heard that story about my brother-in-law tim who Mm. really discipled me for a number of years and you know he he encouraged me to be a be a be a berean examine the scriptures Mm. daily receive them with eagerness but don't just be a spoon-fed believer Mm. and uh i remember Remember him mm. buying for me? I think probably a Christmas gift or something. You know, the Bible Concordance and a you know Old Testament. You know, uh, I don't know uh, thesaurus or whatever. And I still have those today. Uh, mm. I probably don't use them as much as I used to, okay. uh, just because of the computer. And you know, you use Logos. Uh, I've used Net Bible. If you want a free, if you want a free uh, versions, it's not it's not quite as powerful as Logos uh but netbible.org is a very powerful uh uh tool. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to get into studying the scriptures, I mean Doug, I'm sure you would agree with me. You really learn the Bible mm-hmm. when you study to prepare to teach. Yeah. And if you, you know you've got to deliver that message, uh, you're gonna dig deep.
3: Yeah, the the it's like anything. When I was a pilot in the Marine Corps, that's when you really learn to fly is when you teach others to fly you know you really learn how to shoot it when you train others how Mm -hmm. to do it Mm -hmm. so um yeah you're you're exactly right well you know i i I want i do want to get into the last part of chapter 23 today because paul wait just to give our uh listeners a a little bit of a um, a recap monday we looked at how god reveals his care for us through his supernatural providence Paul remember had been told the night before uh, a plot was revealed to him by the Lord that hey you're going to go to Rome remember what was going on he he was involved in uh, like a riotous situation in the temple people wanted to kill him the Romans came in rescued him said what's going on they tried to figure it out they brought him before the Sanhedrin and Again, they they almost tore him up, and so the Romans come in and rescue him, and the leader of the Romans still didn't have any real charges against him. Paul was a Roman citizen, so he's in a dilemma. He's got to figure out some charges legally to hold him, because as a as a Roman citizen, he had rights. Mm-hmm. And so Claudius is trying to figure it out, so he says, listen, I'm going to send you over to uh, Felix, who's the governor. Well... In the middle of the night or over the night, forty men decide they're going to kill Paul, and they make a uh, they come up with a uh, an oath, an oath to not eat or drink, and and that's what we looked at Monday. How God, in spite of that, uh, moved in the sin, the the Tribune to provide four hundred seventy of his men, half his men, to take them, and then uh, we saw how uh, yesterday we really got, dealt with Esther as an illustration, again, of God's providence without God's name being mentioned. But mm. God was all in that book, how God was instrumental in taking a, an orphan girl and delivering the people of Israel from sure uh, extinction. I mean, they were going to be yeah. – uh, they they, they had, there was a doomsday. Mm-hmm. And so – so we we talked about that yesterday well today we're looking at the the last part of uh the chapter and we're looking how god not only shows his care through the providence but it's through his plan god's plan is unstoppable for you for me we tend to think of it in relation to the church but his plan for us Mm -hmm. as his children is unstoppable too now he gives us choices and it doesn't mean we're not disciplined along the way
0: but when Satan comes against it when humans come the boat was now in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary this is max Locato. Peter and his fellow storm riders knew they were in trouble the boat lurched and lunged like a kite in a March wind an apt description for the stormy seasons of life, right? But then the unspeakable happened. The disciples spotted someone coming on the water. They didn't expect Jesus to come to them this way. Neither did we. We never expected to see him in a divorce, death, lawsuit, or jail cell. We never expected to see him in a storm. But it is in storms that he does his finest work, for it is in storms that he has our keenest attention. Jesus replied to their fear with an invitation worthy of inscription on every church cornerstone and archway. He said, Courage, I am. Don't be afraid. This is Max Locato. Expect some delays because of a crash
3: on Butler Boulevard westbound at the ramp to Kernan Boulevard. Also, there's a broken down vehicle on I-95 southbound at Airport Road. And there's a disabled vehicle on I-95 northbound near Pecan Park Road. Gradually becoming clear tonight, low 49, Thursday sunny, high 75. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ.
2: hey welcome back to swat radio brad and doug here coming to you this afternoon this wednesday afternoon if you want to call again the number 844-777-7928 i'd love to hear from you we had a good call yesterday from jerry uh he kind of called there at the last few minutes and uh we uh had to cut him off so uh anyway i hate to do that but uh
3: well I know we got a caller but real quick I, I do want to um we'll get to your caller in just a second just hang on um I want to talk about God's supernatural plan how how God shows his care for us through his supernatural plan to track God's plan for you individually you have to go back to his plan uh big picture right yeah, Genesis right. 12. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is God's promise to Abraham, and God has been faithful to that. The Jewish people didn't understand that initially. They thought it was just about them Hmm. and their blessing, even though in the prophets there were multiple Uh, references to this, Isaiah 42, um, where God says, listen, um, I uh, have created the heavens, I've stretched them out, Uh, I've spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I'm the Lord. I've called you in righteousness. I'll take you by the hand and keep you, and I will give you as a covenant for the people a light, what? For the nations, the mm-hmm. ethnic groups, Daniel seven, he says, and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. And John 10, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. Who's he talking about? He's talking Gentiles. about the Gentiles, right? And so that was part of God's plan. And Paul, even when he wrote Galatians, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. The people, the thing that makes us sons of Abraham is not the blood physically of Abraham's blood in our system. It is the faith that the spirit of God places in us. Mm -hmm. It is a gift of God to even have faith. And, and, you know, Peter, when he says, you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, it's the same language used in Exodus except he goes on to say that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into light. And so as as Paul is taken to Caesarea from Jerusalem, he stops halfway in uh, Antipatris. I just put Antipatris in, opened up this A, open AI. Did, you, thing. did yeah. you do it? Just to see. And it's pretty cool because it's got what was in my notes, right. that it was an ancient city uh in israel founded by herod the great
2: it was kind of a hub for traveling
3: right? yeah and it was located between jerusalem and the coastal city of jaffa we've been through there we have as we've well, gone there uh we spent the night not far from Jaffa, right right uh and we went to caesarea and it's uh it's mentioned in the new testament it says where paul was taken by Roman soldiers for protection. So it's exactly what we're reading about here and and then when they hit Antipatris, they're halfway between Jerusalem and Caesarea, the, Ro- the Roman soldiers, uh, 400 of them go back. Only the horse soldiers stay and they take Paul by mount uh, to Caesarea. When he gets to Caesarea, uh, Felix in verse 33, ask where he's from he says cilicia he goes okay i've got jurisdiction over you so he says i'm going to hear your case when your accusers arrive and so until then you're going to be guarded in herod's praetorium which is the (laughs) place the palace of herod yeah which is crazy the guy who built this palace built it and he wanted to kill the baby jesus and now the guy who's telling everybody in the world about the baby jesus is being guarded by Romans, the most powerful uh, government at the, in the world at this point, an army in the world uh, providing protection. How cool is that?
2: That is pretty cool. Very cool
3: because he's an ambassador for him.
2: So, well, it's just what he says. In uh, I was thinking about that, that God's going to fulfill His purposes. Uh, verse eleven from chapter twenty-three says: The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, "Take courage." As you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, you must testify also in Rome. Mm -hmm. You know that that we were talking about earlier in the weeks. You know what what great news that had to have been for Paul. Mm -hmm. Yet he didn't. He he, from that point that night, could he have ever imagined even what the next say twenty four to forty eight hours would look
3: like? No, (laughs) I had no idea.
2: No idea. I mean, he knows he's
3: going to Rome. Yeah, but he doesn't know how he's going to get he there. Know he get certainly there. wouldn't have guessed that it would have been under 470 <laughs> armed Roman soldiers taking yeah. him there. Yeah. So, all that to say um, that when God says that Paul, you're going to be my spokesman to the Gentiles, um, his plan was going to come to fruition because it was God's plan. And that same plan applies for you and me the same um, commitment to that plan so what we have to ask ourselves in this is what is God's ultimate plan for my life Hmm. You, you know not not what is my plan for my future but what is God's plan what does God want me to do am I following his plan or my plan am I really surrendered listen God puts desires in our heart. Brad, like you like clothes, I like to fly. You know, there's certain things that we like to do. God gives us those desires, and we act on them, whether it's a Tim Tebow playing football Mm
4: -hmm.
3: or whether it's, you know, uh, uh, you uh, building a business or running a business. So it doesn't matter. God gives us those desires, and we have to realize that, his plan for our life is a supernatural plan because it's his plan.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, your and my plan may not be supernatural unless it's his plan, you know? And so we, we just need to keep that in mind, and that should be encouraging to us that as we seek to follow his plan, he's not sitting up there with a hammer going, oh, he's getting out of line again, mm-hmm. if, if our desire is to follow his plan. You know, he he's going to move us like when I moved to Houston, I didn't know I'd be back here sometimes, you know, and, and, you know, I know we, we got people, um, people listening who are saying, yeah, but sometimes it's tough to know it is, it is. Sometimes it is difficult to know what his plan is, but I can promise you if you're in the word, if you're with his people, if you're spending time with him, he will take you down the road of his plan. If you're, he's sitting up there, and what he wants more than anything is for you to be in a relationship with him, and for you to be obedient to him. Hmm. And if if your son or daughter comes up to you and they go, "Dad, I want to obey you. I just I don't know what you want me to do," are you going to sit there? I'm going to make him figure it out. Sometimes he lets us sit in silence when there's gaps, no mm-hmm. question about it. But a lot of times those gaps are for us to focus in and really try to listen to him, you know, to his word. I mean, like read uh-huh. his word. Like I told you, I've never heard God's voice audibly, but mm-hmm. I, I read his word. That's how we hear his voice. Well,
2: today. And you mentioned this last, or you and I talked about this last week that sometimes our, our inability to hear God is often uh, is either one rooted in the fact that the spirit of God is not in you. Maybe you're not truly born again or maybe you're, you've got unconfessed sin that you need to deal with. Yeah. You know, it's like we want to obey God when it benefits us, but what about when it doesn't benefit us? Mm -hmm. Are we going to be obedient to what he's called us to do? Um it, I I love first Peter four ten. It says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as faithful stewards of God's manifold grace. Mm. You think about it, all of us are gifted uh with you know, obviously we're gifted with the, the the good news of the gospel, but as each has received that gift, for those who've received that gift, are you using that to serve others? Mm-hmm. Or are you using the talents you've got to serve yourself? Mm. And you know, in all honesty, Doug, that's that's a struggle for all of us. Mm. That I, I oftentimes am thinking about the gifts that God has given me and how I can use those to benefit myself, yeah, not to serve
3: others. Yeah, that that's well. Unfortunately, we grow up in a culture that <laughs> right that emphasizes serving ourselves, right? Me, me, me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. So I know I know we do have a caller, and uh, we're coming right back after this last break, and we're going to get you on right after the break. Okay, Brent?
2: Absolutely. And by the way, if uh,
3: again, if you're new to SWAT Radio, go to swatradio.com.
2: Uh, Doug and I have been doing this since 2017, so with a lot of past broadcasts you can tune into. In fact, tomorrow, who's your guest tomorrow, Doug? My
3: guest is uh, Larry Hughes, FCA okay. from. Uh, texas yeah from uh, texas no rodeo guy right
2: or motocross no no no
3: no no. he's motocross motocross
2: couldn't remember anyway you definitely want to catch that and uh we're going to take a quick break be right back but you can call us at 844-777-7928 844-777-SWAT give us a call we'd love to hear from you
0: Through the years, John Eldridge has learned some key things about spiritual growth as he's walked with God. Today on Making Your Life Count, listen as John shares more about that journey.
3: The pace of our lives in this world is absolute madness. Most of us are running on fumes and we're going, and if you want to care for your soul, if you want to be intentional about that, you're going to have to change the pace because you have to create room for it and and that means there's a day a week where you have some room you've got a couple hours that aren't filled with any demands and you can begin to pay attention
2: to your soul
0: if you take time and focus on your relationship with god you will not regret it do you want to learn more about knowing god personally go to makingyourlifecount.com and click the who is jesus tab
1: the florida georgia truth network listen online at ilovethetruth.com
2: Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Uh, this is Brad Sykes, Doug McCary, and uh, Doug is caught up in Chat
3: GPT. <laughs> well, it is kind of funny because it is, it, you know, they it does make uh, have errors on there, but it I, does. It, but but the cool thing is, is it's it's very humble. Yeah,
2: it's a very humble platform in the sense that because it's
3: not Skynet. Yet. Yeah,
2: exactly. Uh-huh. You can actually correct it. You can say yeah. no, it's actually this, this, or this. And it will go. I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, let me make that change. It was crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, I know we've had a listener hanging on here for a while. Aaron, are you still with us, brother?
1: Yeah, I am, but I got to go in like three minutes. <laughs>
4: All
2: right. Well,
1: What's going on, man? I'm a teacher, and I do bus duty. So, like you were talking about when I went out about this is like 15 minutes ago. You're talking <laughs> about the best way to learn to actually teach somebody, mm. and that. That like resonates with me because, as an educator, that's what I'm trying to get the students to do. But then it hit me, and this doesn't hit me very often, but it hit me when we are called to be disciples of people. That's actually us teaching others about the Bible and Christianity. And that would actually lead us to a deeper understanding automatically
2: by doing that. So
1: it just, again, struck me weird. And I've never thought about that before, and I just wanted to share it.
2: Well, I appreciate that, Aaron. In fact, one of the one of the core beliefs or one of the, our core foundational truths that we hold to at SWAT is making disciples. And, and when Jesus gave his last commands before he sent, ascended to the Father, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go make disciples, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. We are commanded, you know, so many people say, Well, I'm not a I'm not gifted in that area. It doesn't matter. We're we are called to teach others. And uh so Aaron, thank you for calling. I appreciate that. Good reminder. Uh, you know, Doug Doug, one of our favorite verses over the years, Second Timothy two, two, Paul says to Timothy, the things you heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will teach others. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea of hey, uh, you know, I'm going to bring my friends to church so that my pastor can teach them. Uh, that's not a really a biblical model. Uh, mm-hmm. The model is that we, as the church, would engage the lost community with the gospel
3: by teaching them. Yeah, and, and to look for creative ways to do that, right? Yeah. God, God's given us a lot of creativity out there in how we can do it, and we don't have to compromise the gospel to mm-hmm. do that.
2: You and I were talking about uh, our friend Vaughn McLaughlin. Uh, right. You know, Bishop Vaughn, he'll go cut grass for people. I mean, mm-hmm. when they were first getting the church, the Potter's House here in Jacksonville started. That's kind of how it started. Mm-hmm. He, w- he literally would walk the neighborhood and find out who needed help. What a- is there a? There's hardly a better way to do that
3: than to just walk around and hey, how can I serve you? Yeah, that's that's the way to do it, isn't it? Because people are like, well, why are you doing this? Yeah why are you doing this well uh you know brad i i I want to thank you by the way aaron for calling we certainly appreciate the calls and uh we did have a guy call yesterday and jim i'm going to put you on the spot you didn't you you didn't want to talk on air but i tried to call you you asked me for a call and you didn't answer my call oh yeah that's why i'm saying your name on air so if you want to call in you can call and talk here on the air about it uh I, I did try to call you uh and i'm now, appreci- see, that's
2: pretty good service right there you know you 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 can call in and if we don't take your call doug will call you back <laughs> Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway um uh, you know this idea of god's plan it, it's probably i would say one of the most rewarding things to know that god's plan is unstoppable but like one of our listeners has written in and said yeah but it's hard to know sometimes like you're out there you're you're seeking to follow but you you feel like because it's hard because you don't really know um you know and uh it's true it is true uh so but again if you i hope i hope uh, you'll pay attention next week because this week it's what i was teaching on Paul going through a difficult time and just because circumstances work out doesn't mean that that necessarily is God's plan just because things are going the way you want them to. I mean, look at Paul's life. I mean, Paul's life is a, it's a sign curve, man. It's up and down, Mm -hmm. up and down, up and down, up and down. And you know, sometimes you go through some pretty big gaps of pain gaps of silence from god i mean not sensing his movement or his presence even though he's here uh and and we those are the times that we trust him those are the times that you trust him through those you know uh it's it's like uh i i told the guys today when you're really down because of things going tough on you in your life like the circumstances are really tough um Do you, do you want to read about King Solomon, or do you want to read about Job? Mm -hmm. I mean, when you read about King Solomon being blessed with all the gold, that doesn't really encourage you that much when you're struggling, right? Yeah. There's not, and I think that's why Solomon went off the rails a little bit. He got a little bit too in israel you see that right they get mm-hmm. too blessed and what do they do they forget god and don't they go, we do that yeah we do we do but boy when we're going through a tough time we look to him and we go god help me help yeah. me help me help yeah. me
4: you know well
2: and i think you know we love uh proverbs 16 chapter 16 but verse six verse three says commit your work to the lord and your plans will be established Mm. Uh, verse 9, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Mm-hmm. I think the issue oftentimes, at least in my own life personally, is mm-hmm. that uh, I don't know that I've committed my work to, to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, whether I'm going to take a job here or I'm going to take a job there is usually grounded and rooted in how it's going to benefit me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. In other words, well, this company's going to pay me more or the benefits are better or, you know, think of all the reasons you would accept a job somewhere. You know, if, if, if that's your concern is it's hard to understand where God is leading us. Mm. Because we are so consumed with how this benefits us mm. as opposed to how God
3: might use your work to benefit the his people. Well, I'm sure when you were going through some of the challenges you went through, were you struggling to know what God wanted oh you goodness. to do?
2: Well, and I mean, praise God, I actually had this had an opportunity this morning just to share with a guy uh, how I ended up in Jacksonville, and I said, well, I don't have enough time to tell you, but it 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 basically thank thank the Lord for a wife who was willing to challenge me because when the opportunity came for me to go to jacksonville i've told this many times i couldn't have pointed to a map where jacksonville florida was i certainly wasn't going to leave my home state of texas and i know we've got a few listeners out there from texas it's hard to leave your home state Mm -hmm. you know to go to a state you're not that familiar with and i remember my wife saying to me how do you know that's not where god wants us Mm -hmm. that didn't even enter in the picture (laughs) i mean and yet i'm you know, I'm a follower of Christ. Yeah. I'm a follower of Christ up till the point where it makes me uncomfortable. And it, it humbled me to say, how do you know that's not where God wants to lead you? You so,
3: remember going to India for the first time and really <laughs> witnessing uh, Dawa? Yes. And those guys over there. I I really believe that Satan uses our perceived blessing because i mean we have been blessed as a country mm. but satan uses that to cause us to desire comfort more than god's will
2: 100
3: doug i was that's literally
2: what i was just thinking i mean you say we've been blessed yes we have been materially blessed mm-hmm. but i'm telling you i think in many ways we've been cursed mm. i mean we are we are far too comfortable I still remember sitting in, it wasn't in this studio, it was a few few, uh, few yards down the hall here where you said, hey, I want you to go to India with me. I wouldn't have gone to India with you, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And yet, it was, this conviction came over me.
3: Why am I so unwilling to get outside of what's comfortable for me? Well, you remember even our original conversations, <laughs> we were... We, it, you talked about it. I don't know if it was when we came back you told me this or I think it was when we came back you said the tendency is and not just for you at that moment but even for a lot of guys to consult their calendar consult their checkbook consult their resources mm-hmm. yep before they will entertain an idea of an opportunity that God has yeah yeah and I I, I challenge people Our default should not be no. Our default should be yes. If we perceive in any way that God may be involved in something and he's asking us Mm. to get involved Mm. in, why is our default no? Yeah. Have you noticed that with men? I mean, as we do. Totally. Uh,
2: Because uh, we are ruled by our calendar. We are ruled by our checkbook. Mm -hmm. Or we're ruled by... Uh, the comforts of our life here—I I, know—I that's a that's a real struggle. And you go over to India and you you spend time with Dawa, or even John uh, Monger. You know, you, you you get with people who have not had the first world comforts that we've had. Mm-hmm. Their concerns—they have far more joy, far
3: more peace. They rest better than they, we do because they know. They serve a God who cares, and Satan really tempts us to doubt that God cares when we're going through the pain, we're going through the suffering, and we're going to see next week when we look at this whole idea of a God who cares part three, I call it, when we get into God's commitment to declaring to us the gospel do we need to hear the gospel after we're his already? Yes. We need to be reminded. And he continually brings it before us. Do you know every time we share it to somebody else like that guy called and said, when we share with other people, we're sharing it with ourselves too. Amen.
2: Amen. That's one of the things, Doug, that's very important when we're making disciples, as we're reading through a text together, which David and I will do this on Friday. The idea is that is that we understand it, it gets into us, and then figure out who you're gonna go share that with. We we ought to be excited to tell people about what God is
3: is doing and and already has done. Yeah, and well, hey, don't forget tomorrow, Larry Hughes from uh, Texas FCA Motocross. Uh, I hope you'll join us. He's got a fascinating journey. Comes against his plan, it doesn't matter. His plan's going to continue and we see that in Paul and that's encouraging and it shows us a God who cares. Yeah. Uh, that that he continues to be faithful to his plan, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and aren't
2: yes, aren't we thankful for that? Yes. That despite our rebellion, God is going to fulfill his purposes in and through us. Glad you joined us today. If you want to call 8447777928, that's 8447777